And the way that you can do that and expand their mindset so that they are not just stuck within the four walls, either of their house or their community, and they can see beyond that, is helping them discover, whether that's from home virtually or whether that's actually traveling. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley and is sponsored by Leumitech, Hippo Insurance, Turing, Upwest Labs, and Hillel at Stanford. Traveling is difficult, of course, in COVID times, but Alexa Barker is tackling traveling with families. She is the CEO and co-founder of Tripabrood, an award-winning tech startup shaping the future of family travel by creating the world's first AI-powered family travel booking experience. Prior to founding Tripabrood, Alexa had a decade-long career in financial services, running regional sales and operations divisions for Bloomberg LP in Europe and Asia that sold and scaled technology solutions to the world's leading financial institutions. Prior to Bloomberg, Alexa was the UK and Ireland diversity manager for Procter & Gamble, Alexa holds a master's degree in modern languages from Oxford University. As a mother of three young children, she has experienced the challenges of family travel firsthand and decided to found Tripabrood to solve these challenges through technology. Alexa Maria Rathbone Barker, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Did I get the full name right? Yeah, you did. That was a good That's the most important question. Rachel. <laughs> good. So we, we rehearsed a bit. And like I mentioned, it was like the, the diction exercises. So I think I might even just use that uh, on a daily basis now, but, but, but it's, it's a fantastic name. Even, an even better name is the name of your company, Tripabrood, which also really rolls off the tongue and I just love. So we have a lot to talk about uh, all the way from your financial times with Bloomberg uh, uh, now to Tripabrood, to your own personal experiences with the challenges of family travel to now solving it for a lot of others. But really, you know, the whole industry is, is a fascinating one, especially in 2021. And we have an opportunity here to be almost like sort of a, like hypothesized profits on, on what's going to happen um, as, as you're dealing with this on a daily basis. So be, before we do all that, you go to Cuba in 2008. Talk to me about your own sort of history and, and what that trip was for you, because I always love starting with a fun fact. Yeah, yeah. So you asked me a great question, a little known fact about me. Well, I'm, I'm half Cuban. Uh, so my mom was born in Cuba. My granddad was very senior in uh, the American government within Cuba. And um, they were exiled in 1960, as were many Cubans, and uh, were welcomed into America. Um, and uh, ever since I was born, uh, we'd always had the Alexa side Maria Cuba, Rathbone, but Barker, for how reasons, are you? you know, that was, that was a challenge. Um, and I became the first family member to go back in in 2008 with my husband. And um, it's hard wow. to describe, but it was like that feeling of when you you haven't discovered half of you. And there's things that you don't know why you do certain right. things, why you react certain ways. Um, and then you go somewhere and it's like being plugged into an electric socket. For me, arriving at Cuba and traveling around Cuba wow. was actually like um, becoming alive. And um, it was the most incredible experience. And we revisited the old family home. Uh, we you know, kind of uh, stepped into where my grandparents uh, were married, the church they were Wow. Married. And it was, um, it was super wow. nostalgic. And we were kind of sending, at that time, you know, sending photos was a challenge. So we were then came back and created sort of like photo books for the family. And it was the first time since they left Cuba that they could see the old road, the old town, the coffee plantation, all of that sort of stuff. So it was, um, it was incredible. But um, 
Yeah, I think having having that sort of culture where I know that I'm half English and I'm half Cuban, two very, very different cultures, for me has always been, I've always been a bit eccentric and a bit different. And uh, it was great to realise why. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. So, um, Alexa Maria, I-, I really want to talk about the, the, your, your experience with the Bloomberg, but even more than that right now, I'm, I'm really excited to spend some, some meaningful time talking about travel, talking about the Trooper Brood. Before we talk about you know COVID nineteen and, and the industry of travel, you're making a clear distinction between you know our personal travel, our business travel, and family travel. Why are they different? Yeah, yeah, no, great question. I think um, that distinction is something that hasn't really been made in the industry um, to such a degree before. Uh, right, these have sort of been bucketed into travelers, and when you go on an online travel agent, yep. It's a one-size-fits-all model. doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. You ask the three questions, where are you going? What are you going with whom? And then you get the list of options that you trawl through. Um, the challenge with families is the complexity of traveling with children. The fact that you've got different ages, mm-hmm. you've got different desires, you've got competing interests, you've got what the adults want, you've got what the children want. Then as the children grow up, those needs and wants change. And as a parent, I have never been a parent of an eight-year-old before. My child becomes eight. But my understanding of what an eight-year-old can do is completely fresh. And, uh, and so right. the amount of time it takes parents to work out what is the most suitable holiday for their family needs takes an extraordinarily long time, on average about 30 hours of research, pure research time, to get to a point. Really? 30 hours? Yeah. That's on average, yeah. Wow. And is that because of, is that because of the, you know, I mean, I'm guessing it's not because of the, you know, the clashing personalities and every person wants to do something else, but it's also because of, you know, accessibility issues. And you need to make sure that you have a place that is both suitable for a toddler and a teenager and, you know, a, a first grader and something that the, that the two parents can potentially even enjoy if they, if they can allow that for that trip. Uh, so, so. What what's been happening today? What are some what are some existing you know solutions that people have offered, and and what is sort of the inspiration and motivation for starting Trip Abroad? Yeah, so at the moment, what has happened is that parents have um, overweighted uh, coping mechanisms to help them make that decision, which is essentially a compromise decision, because as you as you point out, there is nowhere mm-hmm. perfect for parents, with a teenager, with a toddler, maybe a five-year-old. It's all about what are the things that I'm willing to compromise on or what are the things that I'm not willing to compromise on. It's that mental arithmetic of actually this place seems to fit the most things and I feel like that probably would be a good thing for me to go to. And what parents have had to layer in a lot of is parents like me, recommendations. So uh, if I speak to a parent, I think they're like me, they've got a similar family makeup, if they liked it, I'm probably going to like it too. So parents have gone down that road. Yes. Another thing they've gone down is if I've been somewhere before and it's worked, I'm going to go back again and again because I kind of guarantee myself a good stay. Now, that's that's a positive because you know you're going to have a good experience. It's a right. negative as well because you repeat the same thing year after year. And then you've got a third bracket of parents who have given up on holidaying entirely and basically say – you know, we're not going to go on family holidays until our kids are older. And th- these were these three buckets of right, people that right. I found as I toured around the country and started, you know, fleshing this out idea out. And it kind of goes to why I found a trip breed, which was from my own personal experiences as a mum of three when I was working at Bloomberg and researching 
a particular family holiday, we were going back to Hong Kong and I had run the Hong Kong office for, for Bloomberg and we were taking back our third child. Um, and I spent six weeks um, and I counted the time on my commute back and forth into London, researching a hotel with a room that fit five people uh, in Hong Kong Island with a swimming pool. That was my criteria, full stop. It took me six weeks wow. to find one place. And then at the point of booking, they turned around and said, it's going to be $500 extra for a cot bed for your son. And um, at that stage, right. I gave Airbnb'd it, self-catered. I didn't want to self-cater, but it was that aha moment of having, you know, I, I, I've worked in an industry where complex data sets is just a given. But what is also a given is that um, the customer, in our case, in Bloomberg, it was the financial professional, has an easy way to understand complex data. And that's our job. That was our job at Bloomberg to translate data into a meaningful way that financial professionals could make financial decisions. And yet I looked at the online travel right. industry and I thought, there's all this data, there's all this information, and yet it's not, there's no way for me to understand with all of this information what is right for me and my personal needs. Right. I think that two things that you said before, by the way, that are particularly interesting for me, because I, I always, you know, I, I spend most of my time when I, when, I, when I talk to startups, thinking about the problem and really identifying the pain point and how does the customer behavior has potentially shifted. And I think that, that's, that what you outlined here is that the customer behavior shifted in two very, very important ways. And, and it's differentiated in two important ways. One is that you know, unlike most travelers, if you ask the average, you know, young traveler or the single traveler, what is their priority? It probably would also be to, to experience something new, right? To go somewhere they, they haven't been before, to experience a new culture, new, new whatever. And yet you're saying here that we have this whole cohort of people, this whole population that, that, that is the last thing they want. When they find something that works, they want to stick to it because that guarantees them a, another great stay. And, you know, now thinking of all of, you know, the young families that I'm, that I'm seeing, it, it makes perfect sense. I can definitely see why that is a priority. And, and the other priority is, you know, some people like to wander off and, and, you know, not plan ahead and just explore and experience what you're saying. You're no, we plan ahead and we actually take advice from others so strongly because if somebody else is, that has a family that is similar to my demographic, right, with my age group and not, same number of people, and they had a good experience, I'm going to trust them uh, almost as if it's like a friend giving me a personal recommendation. So I just want to make that clear distinction because for me, those are some of the always the, the important pieces of identifying uh, the, those real pain points. And, I, and I, just, I, I just couldn't agree more with that mindset. Yeah. And one thing I'd layer in as well is everything you've said is, is bang on. But then in addition, those people that are now um, – almost de-risking the holiday and looking at how can I make sure that there's right. a good experience. Yes. Previously. It's about de-risking the holiday. It is, exactly. But previously, they were pretty risky, i.e. before kids, and all the stories are the same, right? We used to travel the world, you know. We love travel. We're With really passionate about culture. Yeah. Like, you've had that experience before you have kids, and then you have kids, and it's almost like the travel world ends, <laughs> and your experience of exploring the right. world ends, and then you basically just make do until your kids are old enough uh, to do something with the meaningful or until they've left you. And then you end up being that sort of like, actually, my kids are at university and now I can travel again as an adult. And I think that is such a shame, primarily for the children, which is what an amazing opportunity we have to educate our children on diversity and difference as they grow up. And the way that you can do that and expand their mindset so that they are not just stuck within the four walls either of their house or their community, and they can see beyond that, is helping them discover, whether that's from home virtually or whether that's actually traveling. 
Right. Now that, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, uh, 2020 hits, uh, traveling is halted. You're uh, running a triple B company. You're, you're growing, yet all of a sudden you have to do some recalculation and figure out how do you adapt as probably the industry that was hit the hardest uh, uh, than anyone could have ever thought. So what, what is your interpretation of it as the as you know, running this company and, and what actions do you have to take in order to mitigate that? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's been really devastating being um, in the travel industry almost as a newbie because I've, you know, my, my experience is, is predominantly fintech and I've come in disrupting travel from the outside. Um, and just to see and so many travel businesses over the last sort of couple of months go under um, and um you know, at the moment, it is hugely challenging for the industry as a whole, because when people are not traveling, you're not getting revenue through. Essentially, it's just firefighting. It's it's crisis management. How do I get to the next stage? Um, and, and for us, we have we've been lucky in that uh, over this time, we were always building a product. We were always um, going to be about how do you understand, truly understand your customer, which is in our case, families. And understand their complexity, and then right. match them to the best places for them. So it's it's those two worlds: the the traveller and the you know the 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 holiday, the property, and how do you bring those two together seamlessly? Um, and so we've 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 been funded. We've been going through that kind of test and learn iterative process, um, and now we're coming out of it. You know, with the future in sight, with vaccinations, and you know, with clear signs from the insights that we're getting from our partners that. Travel bookings are starting to pick up. Um, the sentiment is increasing. Um, and interestingly, particularly for families. So families are leading the recovery in the UK um, out of all different traveller sets. So hmm. they are really? currently the uh, traveller type that's booking the most holidays. Um, and so for us, that's really encouraging. And I think it is back to that point that, you know, um, there's almost an intrinsic need. And it, that has been, I think, a reality that families have realized even more, which is that, you know, having been cooped up at home, uh, one of the ways to just, uh, when you've been cooped up, is is to kind of go and just break through the mold and explore. And I think that's going to be one of the things that we're going to be seeing families and all travelers do is they can travel again. That pent-up demand is is certainly there and people will be wanting to book um, holidays. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's uh, the challenge for right. us really has been the testing and learn process because you're not testing and learning with a lot of people coming through your product because you know people don't want to book travel so we've had to be really experimental in how we've gotten feedback from users how we've tested the concept um, and how we've come to a point where we know there's product market fit 100 percent. so uh, you know tell me a little bit about the customer journey how does the you know family actually get to the end result of, uh, of of you know booking that and, and not even the booking but even the matching process so how do you go from now the six weeks down to possibly even a single session where you find the right match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we do is we use artificial intelligence, machine learning, and big data to be able to understand a family and match them to the right property. Um, in, in detail, what that is, is essentially it's a right. digital assistant. And we call our digital assistant Sky. And we've created Sky uh, to uh, talk to families in a way that a real travel consultant would talk to you. And so we're recreating that sort of dialogue you get with a human being digitally and at scale because, you know, uh, millions of customers can speak to Sky at the same time. Um, and then as they go through that process wow. of speaking to Sky, we obviously then use all that information uh, that, you know, we spent a year testing and learning on how do you recreate that dialogue in a meaningful way for families. And we've created a wow. recommender engine 
And the recommender engine is fed by um, our partnership with the likes of Expedia Group. So we have access to 700,000 properties um, and we access those 700,000 properties. We have all data sets and reviews on those properties. And then we're able to, within um, seconds, uh, match all the information that families have given to all the properties uh, that are available and give them a selection of five to six matches that are the best uh, for their needs. That, that's very, very cool. I, I think that what you're doing is uh, is really interesting. And I think that one of the most interesting pieces here is, and you said this before, you're an outsider coming in to disrupt the travel industry. So I, I'd love to hear your personal experience coming in. You know, you're in Bloomberg, you're in finance, you work with data and the numbers and all that fun stuff. And you're saying, you know what, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to go to an industry that I, I don't know much about. I just know my own personal pains. And you, be, you, you become a thought leader in that industry. What is the process of that like? What, how do you even get started? And how do you know where you're supposed to be going? Because it's a whole new world. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I give when people you know, kind of ask me about my journey is, um, for me, it wasn't about I want to disrupt travel. It was actually I've experienced a pain point uh, that is really significant for me. And I'm going to validate and test whether other people have that pain point. And that was my starting point. And as I right. then realized that actually um, 90% of um, parents uh, that I spoke to um, had exactly the same issue. And those, you know, 10% of people that didn't right. had the disposable income to pay for a travel consultant to do the work. So people that were actually, you know, uh, looking to book their own holiday all concurred the same thing that I had the same experience as me. And then you scale it out globally. And then I started testing... Um, testing the hypothesis through research. So I spent three months in the British Library. I um, took out every single document I could around travel, family travel. I very quickly realized there is basically no data on families. There's no understanding of the family market. So there's only one article in the whole of the British Library, which is from 2015, which talks in any way about families. And on the face of it, you think, wow. well, you know, if people aren't talking about it, maybe it's not that interesting. But for me, I was like, that was a big aha moment. I was like, this is ace. This is ace. <laughs> you know, if there's such a, a, a dearth of information about families, how can uh, they be serviced in a proper way? Right. And right. obviously, there's a huge opportunity there. So then, um, then I explored. I spoke to some investors very early on, um, and um, and also some financial professionals got some. Um, sorry, some travel travel professionals got some travel advisors on board. And for me, it was all about okay, the first people I need in my business because I'm coming from outside is industry thought leaders that are inside um, the industry at the moment and recognizing right at the beginning that I can come from outside and disrupt, which is a great lens. But at the same time, the travel industry has been going for 20, 30 years online. And um, I need to surround myself by people that have been there and done that and will tell me all the pitfalls. And, and that, that I think was, was right. probably, that a, sense. yeah, that, that was a good move. I love that. Alexa Maria, uh, 20 minutes go by very, very fast. And I have the most important question that I always have to ask. Uh, so, you know, given the, you know, the, the great journey that you've had, the, the great passion that you bring to, to what you're doing, I'd love to hear your take on the three words that you would use to describe yourself. Or if I ask anybody around you, how would they describe uh, Alexa? Um, and th yeah, I think resilient. I'm, I'm thinking of what people have called me, resilient. Um, determined um and mission driven there's a hyphen there i love that <laughs> 
Alexa Maria Rathbone Barker, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being generous with your time. Uh, I, I can't wait to see travel come back. I can't wait to travel myself. I can't wait to see you know families use Tripperbrood to travel. Uh, and I think that what you're doing is, is really is really fantastic. It's really smart. I think there's a, a definitely you know a huge market for this. And I think more importantly, you're you're making uh, you're making their their travel just much much more fun. And I think that you know I'm seeing some young families around me as I'm getting older, and and I see the challenges, and I see how how difficult it is. It, it isn't just, you know, and again, finding like a fun restaurant or finding the, the best hotel to use, but it really is, you know, the make or break between having a successful time with your family, uh, which has a lot of other implications, obviously, as well. So thank you for the time and, uh, and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. Thank you.